All aboard the happy train, my weekly market review, August 6th, 2023. Bank of America became the latest to hop aboard the now rather crowded happy train early last week, eagerly joining team no recession. The abrupt change of stance comes just a week after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell told reporters that the central bank's own economists are no longer forecasting a recession. As B of A economists put it in a note to clients on Wednesday, recent incoming data has made us reassess our prior view that a mild recession in 2024 is the most likely outcome for the US economy. The no recession narrative appears to have been endorsed by the latest job openings and labor turnover survey known as JOLTS, which is reverting to its pre-COVID trend path, showing that the number of people hired in June was down by 326,000 from May. We can now safely say that since late 2021, hiring has gone from insanely hot to pleasantly warm. The same trend is evident in the rate at which workers voluntarily quit their jobs. The peak point of people leaving their jobs was around the same time in November 2021, when the quit rate hit 3%, an all-time high. In June 2023, it fell to 2.4%, close to the 2019 average of around 2.3%. The Great Resignation has finally given way to normal, healthy job market resignation. The Bank of England copied their big brother's homework following the Fed and the European Central Bank and raising interest rates by a quarter of a percent last week and refusing to rule out further rate hikes. It was an insanely busy week of earnings reports and it was mixed with a negative tilt. It was better than expected news from some, Amazon, Caterpillar, CVS, Amgen, Match and Walgreens, and disappointment from others, Apple, Pfizer, Merck, PayPal, Qualcomm, Uber, despite booking its first ever profitable quarter, Airbnb and Etsy. After a couple of days of churning sideways, markets opened on Wednesday ready to react to the US ratings downgrade, which I go into in my other news section of the newsletter. Spiking market interest rates and the circus of the latest Trump indictment. More importantly, stocks have been in an overbought condition with the S&P 500 above 4,500 and just a few percentage points away from a new all-time high and the stage was set for some kind of short-term reversal. So it wasn't really a surprise when prices fell quite hard on Wednesday, especially for the FANG stocks and the so-called yucks, that's young, unprofitable companies, as investors appeared to be booking profits on some of their best-performing recent purchases, spurred on by the Fitch News and some mostly disappointing earnings reports that day. Remarkably, this was the first 1% plus fall in the S&P 500 index in a single day since May 23rd. This skittishness was emphasized by a further dive in stocks late in the day following a nonsense rumor of an active shooter in the Senate building. This is typical of the behavior of a market actively looking for reasons to pull back and take a breather.
After a flat to lower Thursday, Friday saw the latest jobs report come out, pre-market, and it had a little bit for everyone. Fewer jobs created than expected, 187,000 versus 200,000, but unemployment a bit lower than expected, 3.5 versus 3.6%. And wages picked up at a little higher pace than forecast, 4.4% up on a year ago. None of this likely moved the dial enough to change anyone's overall market view. But after an initial bounce, the profit-taking resumed, and the markets closed lower again for a third consecutive day of losses and rounding off its worst week since early March. I wanted to address a misconception that seems to be floating around out there with the latest inflation figures due out this week. It's important not to confuse disinflation with the idea that price increases of the past several years will reverse, because they won't. The longer people have to pay these prices, the more it chips away at excess savings and excess spending, potentially resulting in a spending slowdown in the not-too-distant future which could ultimately damage stock returns. It will be a slow burn, though, indeed almost imperceptible. Disinflation is definitely a positive, but it's important not to confuse the decline in inflation with the idea that prices are about to drop and give us all some relief. They are not, and the best we can hope for is that they simply stop going up as much as they have done.